0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 5, Episode 42, as the New York Rangers... Silence me into positivity, which will be a disgusting, disgusting month of just pure positivity because I have to eat crow after the New York Rangers take care of business against the Dallas Stars. Uh, but today, something else is is uh, is upon us. We have a special guest, Gibby. He's back. The Devils fan. Hello, uh, my friend.
2: I'm yeah. back. <laughs>
1: So what's happening, Gib? How how are you doing?
2: I've been a lot better. I would think uh, this team could have held on to some good faith, and instead they laid an egg against uh, who the hell did they play the other night? I already blocked it out.
1: The Washington, Washington Capitals. They,
2: they just laid down on their backs. I.
1: I- well, I want to ask you. I, obviously, this is a New York Rangers podcast. The Rangers and Devils are uh, playing each other on Thursday, right? Tomorrow? tomorrow is that the, Yeah, yeah tomorrow. I, we're to listen, recording right? this. If you're, yeah, if you're listening to this tonight. Uh, kind of, you know, wild. I feel like with the whole stadium series for both teams, it's kind of been uh, a moot point to even bring up that these two teams are facing off against each other. Uh, Gibby, obviously... Where you guys are in the standings, it's every game feels like a must-win. Um But I want I want to get your you know your take on just the devil season so far. I know there's been struggles, so uh, you know I, I really do want to hear uh, your pain that you're going through right now. It's
2: been anguish. I, I was saying to a buddy today, like I would be fine if they won the cup or if the season ended tomorrow, because I just can't really do this anymore. I can't. Every single day, my mental health is subjected to what some hockey team does. And I can't believe I'm at that point in my life that I have to come on the internet and say that out loud. But it's true. And the way this is so up and down and up and down and up and down, and I know the old analogy, it's like an abusive husband, but I mean, obviously it's not as bad as an abusive husband, but you know what I mean? an abusive relationship. I just, I, I can't anymore. I would almost rather they just lay down the rest of the season. than continue to do this to me because it's not going anywhere. And I'd rather yeah. just be taken out back and put out of my misery. And I'll see you again in training camp.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think what makes this so, so much worse is what you had last year in this team with no pressure, you know, everyone was you know all cylinders were kind of firing you had you know you just felt like you had good goaltending solid defense you know jack hughes was you know healthy and and playing and you know you you didn't really have any woes last year and and you know you sat pretty towards the top of the standings pretty much the whole season and you know it was kind of like you know damn who are these devils man they they have arrived and they're here and then you get to this year and it's like holy shit, let's hit the brakes a little bit. Like, you know, this team's a lot worse and has a lot more flaws than than originally thought. Um, if you could pinpoint one thing, you know, as compared to last year, you know, what what's the biggest difference that you've seen?
2: And The goaltending has been awful. And I truly think it's the Andrew Burnett departure. I really do. I, I really think they didn't plan on going as far as they did last year. And they had no choice but to give the team back to Lindy. I was fully confident that he was done until they went on that run that they mm-hmm. did last year and had the season that they did. And I was fully confident that Andrew Burnett was taking over. This is a Lindy Ruff hockey team. This is who they were two years ago, even yeah. though they had even horrible, even worse goaltending two years ago. But this is who they were then. This is every single team Lindy Ruff has ever coached.
1: I have to agree a thousand percent with you. I mean, there's no there's no secret that two years ago, you guys were awful, bottom of the standings.
2: They had a goalie that plays at the Red Bank Armory on Tuesday night. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of got to give him a pass. But if you gave me, if you told me last year, we were going to have the season we're having this year, I would have signed for it immediately. But now when you put the expectations on it, when you when you spend the whole summer so jacked up for how the season ended when you're hearing all the all the preseason podcasts you know all the talking heads the devils the devils the devils the devils and they just come out of the gate and just be so inconsistent and flat and lifeless and i don't know what the definition of country club hockey team means to you but it just seems to me that these guys just thought that they were going to come in and everything was just going to be so easy and lackadaisical and they weren't going to have a single problem. That's how it felt to me coming in and seeing how it's gone.
1: Not far off from what the Rangers were last year. You know, don't forget the Rangers made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, in uh, in Gallant's first year. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this team's, you know, is Stanley Cup bound, you know, it's all bow down to the Rangers and just let them, you know, skate their way through to, you know, into the Stanley Cup and 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 let it let them hoist it without being contended and then you know, you just saw the struggles and then Truba throwing the helmet, and we needed to get you know, get right and blah, blah 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 and you just saw like there's no there's no curing that country club, you know, mindset. It it really honestly, I think takes like a losing season. So, I mean, not to spin this as a positive thing, but, you know, I don't know if you're going to get a new coach, but you kind of have to go through this because I think you guys got a little too cocky like we did last year. And then you're finding out that, you know, with with the way the Metro is and just the East in general, that it's fucking hard to win games. And there's a lot of good teams and you're going to end up on the outside looking in if you don't bring it every single night now what sucks for you is that Dougie Hamilton went down like what a quarter into the season 20 games yeah 20 yeah, games into the season I'll touch
2: on that in a second but go ahead
1: but that's like talk about a catalyst that you're losing when you have a team that is like built upon young up and coming defensemen and then your leader back there who's supposed to be you know the the anchor goes down i think that's a huge loss for you i think it's not talked about enough uh but luckily i don't know i feel like your young defensemen really aren't the problem it's more so uh you know jack hughes not staying healthy uh nico missed some time so you can point pretty much up and down the lineup and say well injuries certainly killed us um
2: has and, injuries.
1: yeah but
2: Every team has injuries and you have to overcome.
1: I know, but there's a huge difference between losing a Philippito and a Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is going to win you hockey games. You know, Philippito just kills your depth. You know, he's not, he's not going to put up, you know, 120 points, you know, in 80, in 80 games. It's just not. So losing Jack killed you because you can never really truly get that momentum back. Uh, Losing Dougie killed you because now you know, the young defensemen are kind of on their own? I mean, who the hell are they being led what by? What bothers me? Brendan Fri- Smith?
2: Brendan Smith has really grown on a lot. Me and a lot of other people that I, you know, that I that I talk hockey with. This guy, like, is he very good on defense? No, he he's pretty bad most nights. But there's something just kind of likable about the guy. I, I can't really explain it. For what he gets paid, for, you don't really expect much out of him. Like, like he was... Especially awful against Washington. I think he was minus three or minus four last <laughs> night. Like, that's awful. Like, that's god-awful. But it, it, I, I guess he really is, like, the quintessential locker room guy. And I, I he's kind of grown on me. And also, like, I truly think he's a better forward than he is defenseman. I really believe that. Well. But, wait, hold on. but back to the whole, like, who are you relying on? You know, Hamilton goes down 20 games into the season. Every team in the league loves to do the cap gymnastics, to circumvent the cap. They've known for months now that this guy isn't coming back until early April at the, at the earliest. And it doesn't even sound like that's a possibility at this point. They had, the, they had the flexibility to throw him on LTIR and open up a ton of cap space. They could have went out and got a goalie with that months ago. They could have went out and got another defenseman months ago. And they didn't. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why.
1: Well, I'm looking at your cap friendly right now. Your deadline cap space is almost 10 and a half million. Exactly. And your current cap space is exactly the same. So why management is not going after a goaltender is beyond me.
2: But also... If you told me this two months ago, at this point, I don't even know if it's really worth it to do this. Am I really giving up assets that I have faith in?
1: To go well, with a usually, goalie, when I don't really think this team's going anywhere anyway. You don't get much for goalies though. So I mean, I, I think, think in it's this def- market you would. Maybe it it all depends, man. It, it's tough because. I don't know, especially a goalie that's going to be a rental, and it's like it depends on where you are. In another week or two, I mean, you're still in striking distance that's in the, the standings. Thing, you know,
2: it's, you're three points, four points out, and then you know you're you're five points out of the Flyers with with like a few games in hand, I believe. So you know it's it's not over, but your management isn't really doing doing the boys any favors, and I I can't figure out why I really can't. Because it's, it's right there. But like I said, at the very same time, and I'd be lying if I said differently, I don't know if it's worth it to give up assets at all this season because at this point anyway, because I don't care really who you put in the net right now. They're not winning a Stanley Cup.
1: So yeah,
2: it's it's easy to say, just go for it, just go for it, just go for it. But then in four years when the shelves are barren, and everybody's sh- shelves are bare, and everybody's just like, well, who can we trade to get another guy come playoff time? And we have nothing in the cabinet. Then what do you do?
1: Yeah, it it's tough. I mean, you trade, have VTech Vanachek for trade
2: holds, trade that's this kid. No, this poor kid Lindy Lindy has just got it out for him like I've never really seen before. He refused, he will not give him any real quality minutes. Regardless of the fact that when he does put him out there,
1: he produces regularly. It's it's puzzling well, at best. Well, that's that old regime of coaching. They just hate young players. I mean, Gallant did it with you know with our younger guys. I think Laviolette is kind of understanding that he needs to rely on some of the kids. Uh, you know, Kako. I don't think truly gets a a spot on that number one line uh you know even with you know the the presence of wheeler on that top line being you know a huge you know a, hu- a huge factor in in their success like uh, hurting them like it, it, it's just like I, i'm you know a million things running through my head right now when you said you know not letting the kids play and i feel like the devils you kind of have to it's well, like who, who else do you have
2: and our, old, yeah. our older players aren't particularly great
1: yeah, well, exactly.
2: Again, another in the playoffs was as advertised. They said this guy's going to show up in the playoffs, and he did. I, I I won't take that away from him, but this guy.
1: But you got to get into the playoffs, my friend. What was that? You got to get yeah, into exactly. the playoffs,
2: and this guy's been invisible all season long. And you know, back to Dougie. Dougie, Dougie is. I play with beer leaguers faster than this guy. Come on. He's slow as dirt. If he's not shooting the puck from the point, I don't really. I Man, listen. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. That I I know everything about the X's and O's in hockey, but I have the eyeballs to see. Like, if this guy, like, if he's not shooting the puck from the point, that's eighty five percent of his skill set at this point in his career. So, right. You do the math. Like, he's not some anchor back there.
0: We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN, the crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 hope New York or text HOPE New York 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21+ plus, age of average by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights
1: reserved. Yeah, it's just, again, it's one of those things where there's so many different factors with this Devils team. And, you know, you look at last year and their success, and they played with a purpose. They were fast. They had an identity. This year, you just can't get anything going consistently. I mean, no matter what, it's either goaltending one night, and then when the goaltending plays lights out, your offense is a no-show and you lose the game two to one. Don't you
2: think it's interesting that Andrew Burnett brought a Panthers team to the President's Trophy two seasons ago? Yep. And then he comes to New Jersey, and they have an unbelievable season, and he leaves, and they're dog shit. So that's a little interesting.
1: And he's a Trotz hire, so it's not like Trotz knows that that guy's valuable, you yeah. know.
2: And I like that he catches DUIs on golf carts. Listen, I'm a golf man. cart drinker.
1: Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> is Caco <Kako laughs> a Ranger next season? Who Kako? Yeah. I don't know, man. Y- you know, everyone now is like <sighs> the New York Rangers right now. I think everyone, and I have to be positive because I don't know if you you didn't listen to the last podcast, but I had to. If the Rangers beat the Dallas Stars, I wasn't allowed to be negative until the trade deadline. So, um, okay, well, this is this a is, private
2: conversation.
1: Okay. Well, this is just between just between us. us yes. I, I Kako is probably the biggest question mark. Personally, I wouldn't mind if they kept them, only because like there is value to a player like that. But you have to either you have to get rid of Goudreau if you're going to keep Kako. You know, he's not a, let's face it. Kako's not a top six player or top six forward on this, on this team. And yeah, he plays the right side, which is, you know, extremely important and a reason to keep him. But, you know, you have 11.6 million tied up in Panarin. You have eight and a half million tied in Mika, six and a half in Kreider. Um, you know, and then, you know, Barkley Goodrow's like on your fourth line making 3.6. It's just a head scratcher there. And Kako's, much better, you know, than, um, than, you know, Barkley Goodrow. it's, it, he's a RFA next season. I don't see him getting much more than the 2.1 he's currently making right now. Maybe, maybe you give him Barkley Goodrow's contract and, and have either buy Barkley out or, or, um, you know, send him off with a, a, a high draft pick, the second rounder to a team like, you know, maybe Detroit or somewhere like that. I, I don't know. Um, and then there's a million kids coming up right now. You know, obviously people are obsessed with Rempy, Edstrom. Yeah, uh, Rempy, you know, had him. A- he's going to be an odd man out, but, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know. Uh, you know, obviously people love Cooley. There's Othman you got to look at, uh, you know, Sakura. There's just so many guys that, you know, the New York Rangers, I think, have to kick the can at. And, you know, maybe you do. You know, we just signed Brzezinski to a one-way deal next year extension. So, I I mean, you're probably looking at him as your fourth-line center. So, I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know what what the next move is going to be for Drury. And I think you'll see at the deadline what they're going to do because they made it clear they're not to give up the first. So, they're going to have to give up an asset to get one uh, right now, the Rangers are eyeing uh, Wenberg. Seems to be, you know, from Seattle, their number one pick right now. Uh, you know, for a, a deadline move. What will that cost you? I don't know, man. Is he, it true,
2: Dolan saying
1: no first round picks? He won't do it. He's not saying. That guy's an asshole. No, really? just next year. An asshole. Well, he wants the he I wants know the table. Wants. You know, he wants his photo op. I don't. Do you think it's a bad move, though? I was talking to Andy about this. It's not the worst move in the world. It's just typical
2: Dolan. Whether it's a bad move or a good move, it's just typical Dolan putting his fingers where they don't really belong
1: for a photo op.
2: It's the whole thing is just Dolan. It's what he does.
1: I know, but it's like it's for a photo op. Like you realize, like it's nothing more than that. Like the Rangers could still have a table there. It's not like, okay, you don't have a first-round pick, but you could yeah, still so have a I think it's right. a bad
2: idea to take that off the table regardless of what you could get in return for it and what it could mean for you this season. Because the Rangers don't lose. And Which is amazing. Yeah. like I think the Rangers – it's very funny. Like, I think mean, the Rangers are a lot better than you give them credit for.
1: Well, all right. From an outside perspective and someone who does not want the Rangers to have success – when you when you've seen this team play, and I'm um, did you watch the outdoor game?
2: No, but I know it was classic Rangers theatrics.
1: Well, it's just and like, I know
2: it, they're only theatrical because they put themselves in position that everything has to be theatrical. But to right. but to always it it always seems like they're able to come up with that goal. Always
1: until the playoffs hit when it matters, and then all of a sudden the well run, runs dry. Yeah, but the listen, man. This year's team is, and I said this before. If your all stars don't play like all stars, you don't have a shot. Wait, and did that he goes say forever on the
2: podcast so. that they were going to play the LA Kings in the Stanley Cup final. I like think he did. Name?
1: He's probably said to you. Yeah, you know, early though. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry for interrupting. I, no, but, you I. know, I, the well I, runs I, dry. I, If the you know the well runs dry in the playoffs, but you know you're only as good as you know your go to guys, and you know Panarin shaved his head, so he is like almost like a completely new player. Uh, You know Mika, I think if you get a bona fide first line right winger to play with him and Kreider, you know special things can happen. I mean they look a million times better with a VC, and VC just works hard. So you know you don't have a guy who It's as slow as uh, you know, watching paint dry. And Wheeler, he's out for the season. It's like addition by subtraction. That's
2: how I felt Dougie was supposed to be addition by
1: subtraction. Dougie. Yeah, well, I mean Wheeler's, but was he was particularly bad, and he wasn't like bad as in like gonna cost you. He just like you know, dude, the guy's old man and he's slow. Yeah, that's why but I was. He was be your like, July first big fish signing, Blake Wheeler. I mean, I don't know anything for a let. I'm convinced though. If you sign a guy for less than a million bucks, it can't be a bad. No,
2: sport. I agree. Cause worst case, you just cut bait.
1: Yeah. That's what's it really costing you even. The only problem with Wheeler is that you've, because of what he did in the past, you felt like you owed him something with, and I just can't stand that, that, that concept. It's like, like you're on a mission to win a Stanley cup here. You can't just give the guy first line minutes. Cause he used to be an all-star. It's like, fucking kidding me that's the, you know that's especially old when you got guys that deserve to be up there it's that old card like uh so what do you well, what do you think on you know well the games tonight if you're listening to this right now you know what what's your thought process going into this game
2: i feel like under normal circumstances i would come on this podcast and say the sky's falling Blah, 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 blah. But I just – I feel like they're going to pull a rabbit out of their hat tomorrow night – I tonight, rather. I don't really know why. I, I just – I think they embarrassed themselves in Washington. And I, I would agree. like to think they have some pride and they're going to come out a little bit pissed off. I would like to think that. But I'm sure they'll give up the first goal three minutes in. And they're going to have to scratch and claw back. But I think they pull one out of their ass tomorrow. I do.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a tight game, a low scoring, a low scoring game. The Rangers, Rangers luckily, are due for we'll, a loss. We are due. We've won eight in a row. Oh my god! I know. <laughs>
2: That's a joke.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like crazy that we've won that many oh games in a row. Oh god. Because I the the an eight game winning streak, I'm the only person that could like, like literally, you know, go on a podcast and rip a team for going eight one and one. I the saw it Tuesday
2: morning, and you said the season was over.
1: <laughs> they did, they did. They they won the Stanley Cup. I'm surprised they even showed up to play Dallas. They probably thought it's like summer was starting. <laughs> I mean, and that's another thing. Oh, we can talk about the outdoor game because both of us played. I yeah. mean, obviously the New York Rangers. Had a miraculous comeback against an awful New York Islanders team. Uh, they treated it like the Stanley Cup. Uh, for someone who was there at the Devils game, though, you know how was your experience? It was unbelievable.
2: I, I'd be lying if I said any differently. Like I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Like, got in a charter bus with some friends. Didn't really know a whole ton of people on the bus. Had a great time. Good food. Great people. Uh, bus driver had a little incident with the Flyers fans, little dust up. All good. Uh, the, the game. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like those games are hard to watch. It's it's almost like by the time the the play is so far away that by the time maybe I'm just a little bit slow and all and all the bulbs aren't right. But like it's just by the time the play happens and my eyes see it from so far away. It's like too late to process it because they're like already three steps ahead somewhere. If that makes any sense, it's just the, this—the ice is just too far away. Yeah. I, However, I, mean, I, agree. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was a I thousand agree. times better than the Yankee Stadium day. That Yankee Stadium day was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life, ever. And you—you you guys shelled us. It, it could not have gone worse. But this was great kudos to the league kudos to the devils kudos to the jonas brothers kudos to my boy jack and uh great time for everybody
1: well i definitely agree with you that the ice surface is so far away if you stay up high enough and you can see kind of the play develop that's fun um i've been to two outdoor games both in baseball stadiums so um a little bit different uh feel but more or less, I think the same, you know, you get the same vibe very far away. Uh, Even the players were saying that things were a little bit delayed, like they would score and would take a moment for the, like the cheers to to happen and stuff like that. So it's got to be a little bit wild. Um, You know, and again, you also have to think that too, like, like just the lighting in general, like all that type of shit is just completely different uh for the players and stuff like that so you know and not that that's an excuse or anything but you know especially goaltending like if they have an off night like it is what it is like igor struggled uh, really only on one shot and you can tell that the lighting was a little bit fucked up yeah uh but other than that I, i don't i don't necessarily mind the outdoor games they've kind of moved away from like this is where the game originated and started. I know that always that's is it's, totally crazy.
2: it's just it's, so, <laughs> it's always
1: it's it's like, off the wall <laughs> it's it's like we all know we're like a frozen lake like that's when hockey started but let's not act like that's where it's actually the game's like meant to be played it's like no one would ever you know want that you know but uh yeah i i am done with outdoor games like i won't go to them uh i i unless it like meant something like yeah, that was the beauty
2: that. of this. Like this game, like it had meaning in the standings, and shirt sure, flew out the window two days later. Which it was like crazy that the Flyers, who were supposed to be bottom feeders, have been as good as they've been. That this game actually ended up having like significance to it, and it, it made it that much more enjoyable. Well,
1: what's more shocking to you, the the season that Detroit's having, or the season that Philly's Philly, having? It's not even close. Detroit, I just, I didn't believe in, and they're still hanging on, which is even more impressive. The Flyers, you look at this team and you look at the coaching, I can kind of, like, understand it. Like, especially because, like, the way they play, they're they're a heavier team, they're physical, they can score goals, they got good, you know, up-and-coming talent. Um, you know, their stars are playing like stars, and, you know, they're just finding ways to win hockey games. And it helped, also helps that nobody else from the Metro is, you know, making a run towards that third spot. Like every time the Devils seem to get any momentum, they fall apart. The Islanders have fell apart. Um, you know, Washington and Pittsburgh, Washington had a hot start. They fell apart. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh has been struggling all year to get any momentum. Um, but, you know, ultimately, if you're looking at the standings right now, you know, are you, are you more comfortable saying that you can you get a wild card? And who do you think you're even beating that's out? That's the thing. I think we have up? a better
2: chance of catching Philly.
1: Yeah, it's...
2: I just have to I hope that they I mean,
1: start to crumble, or finally start I, to crumble a little bit. Well, they said that they'd be sellers. So you think they sell Isn't more? Isn't that of their crazy that a team deadline? that's
2: sitting in third place is publicly saying, hey, I think we're going to be looking to sell this year. Where, you know, Tom Fitzgerald's apparently trying to go get this Markstrom guy. Like,
1: well, here's the thing. I think they. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it, man.
2: Has anybody become more likable over the last five years than
1: John Tortorella? He's. It's like a new. I love that he's, guy. He's got new, like new life breeding. Yeah, I don't
2: know what happened to him. It's crazy. He's he's the best. I want to run through the wall for that guy.
1: Well, it's like nuts because you're like, could you imagine playing for him? Like there were a few years there where you're like, that guy must have been a nightmare to play for. And then I just feel like – Poor Brandon Dubinsky. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Just stuck with that guy in all of his treacherous
1: years. But like everyone loves the guy. Now they do. Well, did you hear that Atkinson was talking to him? Like he would talk about – with Cam – about his contract and basically like Tortoel well, was like, you know, I this is what I think you're worth. Like don't fucking take anything less than this. I like that. Yeah. It's good. i
2: sure the GM well like
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like this guy's just totally undermining like the GM when you're not supposed to completely stay out of that. Like that's but I you know, I think that's just this the kind of guy he is. He just sees it and and and, and there's no problem you know, saying it for what it is. I, I, I listen, I love the guy. I love him as a New York Rangers coach. It obviously his style really puts miles on a lot of these guys quickly, but you know, for that time, short span that like everyone's buying into his system and they're winning. It's really fun hockey to, to watch. Yeah. It just sucks that it. You know, it's the flyers because yeah. like, you can't, I, know. I can't root for them.
2: Like I wish he was coaching in like Nashville or
1: something. Alex. Yeah. Uh, so you're Pete the Boar. Uh, oh. <laughs> I know you love Pete the Boar. I, you know what? I, I really enjoy like seeing old devil coaches have success because you just can't stand any of them. Like, is there a coach that you like? En- like enjoyed?
2: Brett Sutter. I, I loved him.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> he was so funny. And Jacques Maire. Jacques Maire was great. But, I mean, that's the old yeah, yeah, devil, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But he was when he was coaching the wild, like, he would make fun of his goalie. And he'd be like, it's a simple game, simple game. Like, he just made me laugh. I like that. Like, that's a guy like – I would love to just have a beer with Jacques Maire. I
1: agree.
2: Brent, like, I would go shovel shit with Brent Sutter and have a beer with Jacques Maire. Without
1: question. Well, that well that brings me to Pete DeBoer. Is this guy like the most successful like coach? Like everywhere that guy goes, I feel like they win. But like, then he just gets fired and removed. Like, I know he struggled in New Jersey, but like, how does that guy come? How does Pete DeBoer end up coaching one of the best teams in the National Hockey League in the Dallas Stars?
2: Because Vegas is. You know, very cutthroat. He got canned in yeah. Vegas. They probably lost three games in a row, and they sent the pack.
1: Yeah, and well, and then Montgomery. You know, obviously had the problem that he was having.
2: He had his problems. He had to go, and he got canned for it. So, if, if I remember correctly, is that not what happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, they were they had a great team too. They had everything going for them, and then you know. Listen, there's worse things to get canned for. The guy had a problem. He admitted to it. And then, but you know what? Every, the way everybody went about it, you know, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. And I feel like it got everybody in the better spot. Yeah. I. Uh, we'll call it won, won the cup in, in Vegas after leaving the Bruins. Montgomery set the record for the best regular season by any team as a head coach. You know, and then Pete DeBoer gets to ride the waves of... Uh, uh, a very fun, you know, Dallas Stars team at the top of the standings in the West. It's like name a better situation for all like that coaching carousel. You're
2: right. I I don't know. I I didn't like him here, but to be fair, those teams that he had for the most we're part weren't good. very good. If I remember correctly, that was so long ago. I, like I feel like him and Mike Camilleri were here
1: together. Oh my God, Mike Camilleri. <laughs> I liked him. He was a good, solid player for a few years. I guess. I don't know.
2: I mean he I, I guess he only really got a five by five, but at the time it felt like a lot and the team stunk and But up actually also one other thing, going back to uh that outdoor game, it really made me miss the Meadowlands a lot. Like seeing the old seeing the old arena there, just still sitting there, you know. Yeah, A few Walton's trucks parked outside of it. It's like, damn, like what I would do to go to a game in there again.
1: It's too bad that they can't just like leave it open as like they're gonna have just a random game there.
2: Like, would it kill them? I
1: mean, I guess like, now is old. what it
2: gets used for, but
1: yeah, they're never gonna give that up, of course. But it, you know how the Islanders always had like um, they would do a preseason game in Nassau when they were yeah. playing at Barclays. It's awesome. Yeah. I bet you if they had a preseason game at um the other place, the Meadowlands, you guys that that place would probably like be the, the highest selling ticket for any preseason game of, of any NHL. It would
2: sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah. People would just sure. walking back would just walk back and forth over that cow tunnel for hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just mooing to each other.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, We've done 35 minutes here, Gib. I think we covered a lot.
2: I think so, too. I, this was good.
1: And I think bo- you and I both were – this is probably the most positive we've ever – maybe the most positive 35 minutes we've ever had on or off a podcast. I spend
2: more time with you than anybody in my
1: entire life. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, same. And usually we're both just negative all the time. Yep. <laughs> and, and this is probably the most positive we've we've ever been. Um, so I'm, I'm going to let you have final word here. You can talk about whatever you want. Uh, you know, Rangers, devils, you can talk about the game tonight, or you could just, it could be about anything. It could be about Panarin's shaved head, whatever you want. So you really, I'm, I'm going to let you yeah, have the you final really word. You're really putting me on the spot here. There's no pressure. I mean, a- Andy. I think has, the devils a,
2: pull one out of their ass. All right. And I think it ends in regulation too. I do. I really do. Happy birthday, Sadie.
1: Happy birthday, Sadie. Uh, and uh, the only thing that could stop... I know I gave you final words. So you're going to have to say something else. But the only thing that could stop what you said as a prediction is me gambling on the game, which I have not decided whether or not I want to do.
2: Well, I'll just offset you, bet.
1: You're going to bet the Rangers? If you bet
2: the Devils, I'll bet the Rangers.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all, right. All, right. Well, thank, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.
0: Thank you for listening to the Broadway Voice Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Voice Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.